You can be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. I am Renisa Rose. Shout out to my girl Nikki. She's in LA doing LA shit. I got my girl Adasha back here with us this week. My producer friend, what up, yo? Hey, hey guys. I'm so happy to be back. Nikki, we miss you. We love you. What up, bitch? I love you, girl. So yeah, this week we um we out here. How was your week? My week was pretty cool. The weather's good. So I'm like a seasonal person. This is my time of the year. Yeah. To be out here in these streets. How was yours? It was good. Yo, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. I am tired. And my week was good. I was off today. Thank God. Um, I, I love weekdays off. Yeah, no. They're the shit. Like people put so much hype on being off on the weekends and when you have a job where you work every weekend, you're just like, I want a weekend off. Yeah. But being off during the week, you can get so much stuff done. Yeah. No, you really can. Um, I cleaned my whole kitchen today and Praise God. For whom all blessings flow. Yes. Shout out to him. <laughs> I cleaned my kitchen. It was like, um, you know how you have to like, you know, you clean every day, you wash the dishes. But you got to deep clean, pull yeah. stuff out, move stuff around, reorder. I get it. I got the um, Mr. Clean sponges out today. I love those, the dry erase ones. Yeah. I love, I use them in my tub. So, I didn't have a Mr. Clean brand. I think it's a Walmart brand. It wasn't even a Walmart brand. Dollar Tree? It was <laughs> the, um, I think I got it from like. Not family dollar, but like... One of them dollars? Yeah. Gen dollar general? One of those. I mean... No, I think it was family dollar. That's the red, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got it from family. When I scrubbed, that shit started falling apart immediately. Oh, you gotta get the Equate. <laughs> the Walmart brand. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Great value? Great value. Great value. I mean, it is, you don't have to necessarily have the Mr. Clean. The Great value works just as fine. Yo, because I don't know the brand that I had. I've never seen that brand before, but it was like cheap. I'm such a I'm weird about certain brands of shit like laundry. Yeah, is strictly Tide, Tide Downy. Clorox, Downy, and Bounce. Like I take maybe no short clean every now and then. Maybe, but maybe not. My kid has sensitive skin, so I don't make any alterations. I don't make no changes. I stick to what we know. So, but with that fucking dry eraser, man, I took a fucking short, bro. I took a short. Really? I, I think just... I paid like 97 cents. Like on the first scrub, it started like falling apart. I Did you put like, water on it? Yeah. No, you're supposed to do it dry. Oh, no. So like. I put water. I put bleach. No, I and put, put Fabuloso. So, I use it in my tub. Mm -hmm. I have soft scrub because you can't use abrasive products in your tub unless right. you left the porcelain. My dad's a plumber. Oh. So, what I do is I put the soft scrub in the tub and then I do it with the dry erase before I even wet the tub. And mm -hmm. you'll notice that the, the grime or whatever, the soap scum, whatever that ish is, <laughs> that puts the ring around your tub, <laughs> it'll start to come off. But you're definitely supposed to use the dry erase dry. Uh, I mean, it is a dry erase. Yo, I put like, because, you know, I scrub my sink and I put in the sink, not my sink, I scrub like my oven and, yeah. you know, the non-porous surfaces. Mm -hmm. So in the sink, I put like hot water. Mm -hmm. I put 
fabuloso and bleach mm-hmm. i be in here about to die okay girl i be about to die every time i clean i be like whoa my head is like <laughs> but i feel like it ain't clean if it don't smell like bleach for real because um who's cleaning with vinegar no i mean shout out to the people that do the natural products but i i need chemicals to make sure that the germs are dead yeah i need them dead you know the white people talking about you don't rinse your chicken let me tell you something <laughs> dr oz was on a breakfast club talking about you don't have to because you're contaminating your counter with salmonella. First of all, who is cutting chicken? My on chicken the goes from the package to the bowl. All right, mine too. I don't put it in. the And sink. then when it goes to the bowl, I put a little vinegar in there with mm-hmm. some lime. I wash my chicken. But I am such a germaphobe that I only use one hand. And yeah. said hand gets washed before it gets to any other yeah. surface. So if you out here contaminating your kitchen with salmonella, you a nasty bitch. Yeah, I mean, and you kind of deserve it because I mean, you're nasty. Nobody deserves it, but I mean, you're just nasty. <laughs> <sighs> anyways girl <laughs> that was a whole tangent but yeah i was off today i kicked it i cleaned whatevs 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 so yeah that's it that's all i got for that so we could just jump right into the hot topics let's do it all right guys so our first topic this is a dasha's thing i can't get in not that i can't get involved but i can't watch because my anxiety will not allow it we're talking um the when they see us the central park five it was um created written and directed by miss ava duvernay who does not like want to be called auntie auntie ava. at all i saw that today which I, is weird to me but i mean I but feel i feel like it. auntie gives you like an old stigma like oh, i don't see yo, i don't think so see because see, i'm a young aunt so when you call me auntie i'm like what up sis yeah all right but i mean i get it it's just like whatever whatever anywho how old is she you know i don't know i but, mean because um, we call oprah auntie oprah i mean i guess she's not 60 I don't think so. And but you know what? But do you know Rocky Thunder that was on she was on Love and Hip Hop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky. Uh-huh. She is Auntie Rocky. I mean, listen. And she's young. To, to each its and own. And she likes to be called Auntie. To each its own. I feel like I, I like to be called Ava Auntie. Ava don't want to be called Auntie. We're not gonna she call her. She says auntie. she's young. Right. So back to when they see us. It was a four part Netflix series, like she said, created and directed and co written by Ava DuVernay about the Central Park Five. Um, if you're not familiar with the case, it's in regards to the Central Park jogger, which happened. It was a rape case that took place on April 19th in 1989. Myself and Miss Rose, we were all toddlers at this time. We so were five, four. I was, wait, I was, I was four. Three. I was four. I had just turned three. Yeah. So, um, I think the importance of this series is just that it brings light to the situation because some of us were really young when it took place. Right. Some people may remember. We definitely don't. But, um... It's about five juvenile males, four black, one Hispanic. They were convicted for a rape that they did not commit. You have Raymond Santana, Kevin Richardson, he was the youngest at the time, Corey Wise, who was the oldest, Yusef Salam, and Anton McRae. Um, four of the boys were sent to juvenile, and Corey was sent to uh, Rikers, and he was tried as an adult. Um, it sucks because when you watch the actual series, you'll see how they were in Central Park quote-unquote wilding <laughs> that's what they said they was wilding <laughs> doing hood rat shit with their friends and they all got picked up on just some noise disturbances you know they assaulted some people in the park not the four the five young men in particular but the group of people in as a whole just causes some ruckus and as they were being held this rape came in so it was mm. like you have linda Ferenstein, the white lady mm, that bitch. in the show 
she's just like, though they did it. You know, let's round them up. They, they did just it. just had to pin it on somebody. I mean, it was just such... I think at that time, there were so many rapes going on mm-hmm. that were not being solved. And it was like, we need to find... We need to put a face to this rape to, to put people at ease to right. say, okay, well, they caught those guys. I might be a little bit safer. Right. Um, and it, it just really, really sucks because, truthfully, only two of the five people knew each other. Mm-hmm. And Corey Wise, who, got the, who did the most time, who had the most rigorous... Um, sentencing unfortunately he wasn't even a person of interest he was crazy he went to the police station because he didn't want to leave his friend that's crazy and he got the rawest deal like he's actually episode four like episode four of the four part series completely broke my heart i can't watch it completely broke my heart because these little boys wouldn't they didn't parole they didn't parole because they would never commit to the crime so Corey at the time was doing he went in at 1980 um he went in i think 1990 or so after Mm -hmm. the trial or whatnot and in 2002 or three is when he got out so imagine all that time and every time he went up against the parole board twice Mm-hmm. And he would not commit to the crime because he didn't do it. Right. Um. He was raped. He was oh beaten. my god! Like they did him dirt. I mean the you know the white supremacist in the prison system. They you know it's a white well, white woman being raped by a Hispanic man or a black man. They did him filthy. Like oh, gosh. and just think about it all because he didn't want to leave his friend alone. And I, it it just sucks because the person who actually did the rape. It's crazy because in one of the episodes you'll see. Corey get into an altercation in Attica with the actual rapist, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, just talk some, about the universe. He starts some beef with him, right? Corey gets transferred to a different prison, I think one state or whatever, and then he gets transferred somewhere else. The guy sees him again. He was like, yo, you're still here? And I guess the gentleman who was Mateus Reyes, who actually committed the rape, he said he had given his life to God, and he was like, yo, I can't let you continue to serve a, a, a sentence for a crime that i actually committed and he went to the chaplain first Mm -hmm. and said i did xyz he had to keep retelling this story they didn't even believe him they didn't want to believe him wow he said i did this this it was such intricate details as far as like she was listening to music when she walked up i stole her headphones they didn't they never recovered the victim's actual keys to her apartment Mm -hmm. because after he raped her and beat her he asked her where she lives so he can go rob her. Oh, my God. It was just such intricate information that only the actual assailant would know. Right. And they did not believe. It took a year because he came forward in 2002. These convictions weren't overturned until 2003. That's fucking He had crazy. to prove to them that he. So then even after he came forward, it was like, well, he's the sixth man. No, he said, I did this shit alone. And it was his DNA on her clothes. It was he, he ejaculated in a sock. That was there. His DNS in a sock. And it's so crazy because had the police actually did their due diligence. That's um, crazy. I feel terrible. I hate He it. actually went on to murder a pregnant woman. Oh my God. In August of 1989. And I think that that's the thing that's mind blowing because had an actual investigation taken place, you could have saved a life. Yeah. Because the Central Park jogger didn't die. But somebody mm. else did in August because you didn't do your part to check That's and actually look for the DNA of the person who actually committed the crime. I mean, it was such a heavy series. Um, I had the opportunity to watch it with my daughter, and she's three. <laughs> but she's three going on 85. She is. And it's crazy because she kind of got it. Yeah. There was never a moment of, like, Mommy, but why are they doing that? Yeah. Like, she got it. You know what I mean? And I, I try to... 
allow my kids to be kids, but unfortunately, my kids are black kids. Yeah. And it's only but for so long I can protect them from what we have to experience being people of color. And I have to make sure that they're not ignorant to what the possibilities of their life could possibly yeah. be. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, hands down, a good, a good See, series. See, I can't. I, I try. Okay, so you guys know Kingston, and he is very. Um, he is very like a. How can I say? He's very pro black. <laughs> He's very pro black, and he knows so much about politics and things that I don't teach him. I don't talk to him about. He'll bring it to me and ask me questions about things. So I try to, you know, kind of shield him from so much stuff. Mm-hmm. But he brings it to me like, Mommy, I saw this on the newses, as we call it. We got to watch the newses. So we talk about so much stuff. And so at first when you said you let Eva watch, I was like, oh, my God, that's so heavy. But in this, at the same time, I understand I can't watch it because... I cannot watch that shit and then have to go work with white people tomorrow. I just can't. And you know the crazy part? Of it? I didn't feel like, oh my God, white people. I just felt like these poor guys, right? Yeah, no, my, and, my and heart I, breaks for them. And I think, with well, with Eva, I didn't let her watch it. She just happened to wake up and her nosy ass didn't go back to sleep. Right. But um, with this, this series, I think the importance of, and, it, and I saw somewhere, I think someone posted that, when they see us gives the the Central Park Five the humanity that they were denied thirty years ago. Right. And I think that that's important because it tells a story that we wouldn't know because right. it happened before us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were exonerated when we were younger, like yeah. what, th- sixteen years ago. No one told their story yeah. of like okay. They were just exonerated. Yeah, we're gonna give them forty million dollars, go the fuck away. We're not gonna say sorry either. Mm-hmm. Like well y'all could have did it. Yeah. They didn't even know each other. And and it the series itself just speaks to the dynamic of our community as a whole. Yeah. So you have Antoine, Antoine McCray, whose father told him to lie and say whatever the police was telling him to say. So now Fuck you have... that dad, man. You know, now you have a little boy who looked at his father as a hero. Right. Who now hates his father and that relationship is severed yeah because why the fuck would i would never tell my child they ever. kept telling them they kept telling them if you just say this you'll go home no you'll go that's home, that you'll go home shit. you'll go home i wouldn't and never. it was so crazy because he you could tell like the opening scenes is him and his dad he loved that guy yeah you know, so he, you know what's so crazy is I mean, it's on subject, but it's off subject. So I will listen to an interview with Takashi Six Nine like months and months and months ago, and he was talking about when he interviewed with Angie Martinez, who is the best, by the way. Shout out to Angie Mar. <laughs> he told her so before he went to jail now for snitching a couple, so maybe years ago. I don't know how old is he like twenty two, twenty three, maybe. No, yeah, probably. So when he was like eighteen, he went to jail. A girl said that she he raped her or something something along those lines and they told him if you plead guilty you'll get like time served and like you have to register as a felon you know a sex offender all of these things and he said I did not do it like I didn't do it I didn't rape her you know he told the story like what happened they were kicking it i think like some pictures had posted like she was underage and Mm -hmm. she was like straddling him in a picture like some shit like that they Mm -hmm. were like playing around or whatever and it was just like pictures and like recordings and things like that so it was like statutory rape kind of thing so they told him if you plead guilty 
you can get out of jail. But if you don't plead guilty and you go to trial, you're going to lose and you're going to serve 20-something years in prison. So they still do the same shit? Yeah, same shit. So it's kind of like, that's what happened. And I've heard those types of... I've heard those stories so many times. Okay. So if they're saying... So that dad, they're telling the dad, okay, if you plead guilty to raping her, you can come home. So pretty much... And there's a, like, there's a scene in the, in the series. Mm-hmm. So the father steps outside of the room with the cops, mm-hmm. right? And they look at him and they say... Don't you work at XYZ? Mm-mm. That's oh. a good job, right? Mm. Do they know about your past? Mm. And he's looking like so. Now you have this like internal struggle with right. the father. Do I like if if I tell my son to right. stand up, they're gonna ruin me. How do I provide for my family? Right. They're telling me my son's gonna come home, so let him take this L. And it it's just it's so fucked up. And as a man, mm-hmm. he should have stood firm. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I could see where, you know, you finally got this quote unquote good job and now they're threatening. They're holding it over yeah, your head. Yeah, and this is 89. So. Exactly. So, I mean, all in all, it was a good series. It definitely, it's a, it's a conversation piece. I feel like if you have kids, you have young black men or women, whoever, like, you need to let your kids watch it. Yeah. It's, it, it's heavy. It is, it's conversational, but it's heavy and it's important because this happens more often than you know, and it's, it's something that you have to address. You can't let it wait until your kids are, had these kids had a conversation prior to, there was only one mom that knew the rights of her kids that came in there and said, you're interviewing my son as a minor without the presence of me, without notifying me, these kids didn't eat hours 48 hours almost they didn't eat oh my you're, god you're badgering a confession out of them they're breaking they're breaking the poor kids so it's like we got to educate ourselves on our justice system for sure we have to educate our kids at no point should those kids have even spoken to the police oh with no lawyer present no without your parent present, period. period there was no parent half the kids parents didn't even know that they were there so it's like we have to educate our children to know all right, you run into an encounter with the police and you're underage, you don't talk until I get there. Mm-hmm. You don't talk until I get there, period. Yeah. Me, your father, whoever. Yo, you aunt, don't talk until somebody, we get there. Somebody, somebody, somebody that, somebody that you somebody know, that somebody that has your that best interest. loves you, somebody, of course, that has your best interest at heart. So I was listening to um, an interview with two of the, the five gentlemen mm-hmm. that were convicted. And, you know, they won that $41 million settlement a year for each, a uh, million for each year served. So Corey Wise got the largest settlement, but then they had to pay back lawyer fees. Yeah. But then they brought up a good point. The lawyers who represented them in 89, they were railroaded. Yeah. So those lawyers, I feel like they should sue them <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Definitely a good series. I think on the bright side, Linda Ferenstein, who went on to be a best-selling crime novelist. Oh, that bitch is done. She who is had fried. no remorse for anything and Mm-mm. didn't give a fuck just as long as she got a conviction. Nah, she's she done. She has been dragged to filth, honey. Like social media is deleted. I'm hoping they pull her books. I feel like there's there's a there's petition going around. Yeah, I know that there's there's also a petition to the judge is now a professor at um. One of those universities, not NYU, but one of those universities in New York City. Mm-hmm. She's a professor now, and there is a petition going around to be signed to have her pulled. The judge or the DA, because the judge was male. 
to the DA because it was a lady. Okay. So the um, oh yeah, the DA, the DA. So the prosecutor is this lady, mm-hmm. and the DA. Well, no, the the, invest- the detective, the lead detective was Linda Ferenstein. Then you have the prosecutor. I thought she was a prosecutor. prosecutor. She was the, one of the lead detectives for the special victims unit. And then, like... Um, That's because I didn't watch there it. Was an, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, you can't forget the lady because she kind of reminds you of the white woman that was on In Live Yeah, Cali. it says she was the prosecutor. Central Park she, 5, prosecutor Linda Ferenstein. I didn't oh, think she, she prosecuted this case. Yeah, that's what all the uh, reports are saying. She was the prosecutor. Yeah, well, fuck that bitch. Yeah, word. Fuck so she was the prosecutor oh like on svu is the lady with the blonde hair yes that's who she was but she was she the one who actually went to trial either way they're dragging this hoe yeah they're dragging the fuck out of her and they need to get her i mean because how dare you like you have no remorse you don't even care about these men to take it a step further you have the actual jogger who has now she has no memory of the attack Mm mm-hmm You've now been informed that the people who spent time in prison did not rape you. Oh, she don't give a fuck. So fuck that bitch too. Like oh, I don't even her. know. What, it's like, all right, you lost something that night, but these boys lost something that night as well too. And there has to be like a level of like consciousness where you yeah. say, "Wow, that's fucked up." Yeah. But you're defending the NYPD. You think that they did their job by strong arming some little ass kids, some children. That is so. Fucking- and not to say that. You know, chill young guys are not capable of kids are assholes, period. But not these kids. Right. (laughs) They were not fucking they didn't turn out to be that. And it's crazy because imagine, you know, some of the boys never even been with the woman. Right. So now they're sitting here and the stories are so jumbled. They use the last guy, Corey Wise, to tie in all four stories because everyone crazy everyone was like, Oh yeah, I seen Antron rape him, but I ain't do it. I seen Kevin rape him, but I ain't do it. Are you serious? It was terrible. It was like, what? I'll bring myself to watch it. Maybe like when I have two days off in a I row. think the first three episodes are pretty solid. Like, you'll be like, all right, you can get through it. That last episode will definitely fuck your mind up because... I have to talk to my therapist about this before I his watch it. <laughs> li- Corey Wise, I'm happy they gave him his own episode. Yeah. He needed that. Like, yeah. you couldn't really tell his story and mix it in with everybody else. But his situation and the time he got and how they did him mm-hmm. was just like wow yeah you know that's fucked up but sidebar the um the little spanish boy they got to play older raymond santana he was fine he was fine bitch. <laughs> <laughs> cute you know, where, you know where i was going with that i was like cute. Oh, raymond you got out of prison and then i'm mad because it's like i googled like the cast yeah. to who they look. I was like, y'all out here drawing. Y'all niggas is capping. Like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. There's no truth in jest at all. Like, y'all got aspirational characters. That's funny. <laughs> like, who we want to be. That's who we wanted to be. Well, shout. I'm so happy that they were, you know, exonerated. Yes, they were exonerated and that they are able I mean, how can you even really live life after that? That's crazy because a lot of them, so I think some of them got like six years, a couple Mm -hmm. of months. So for ten years post, like they had already completed parole, like everything but they were still registering as sex offenders. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god, so not only did you get out, then you had to parole out, then you had to register as a sex offender. So a couple most of them moved to Atlanta. The only one that's still in New York is Corey. Um uh 
Antron changed his name. Wild. I would just change to get my work. name too. And it's so fucked up because think about it. There's so many different levels. There's three different levels of sex offenders in the state of New York. Yes, I know this. Yes, we know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were classified as the highest. Oh my god! So that's like the egregious, heinous yeah. crime. Like you're a level. I think it's level one. I want to mm. say it's level one. Yeah. I could be wrong. Who knows? But I think it's. Um, I think it might be level three. Actually, I think it could be level three. Either way, it ain't the middle one. It's the most egregious one, right. and um, they had to register for that as for about ten years because they just got exonerated back in two thousand and three. Of all okay, all right. So level one sex offenders are required to register for a minimum of twenty years. Wow. Yeah, okay. So it's level three. Level two and three offenders must register for life. Offenders who are designated as a sexual predator, sexually violent offenders, or predicate sexual offenders, or even wait, even if given a level one, have to register for life. So they, yeah. So level three. Yeah. So that was their life for 10 years. And honestly, if, and that's why I feel like there was a, you know, y'all look at the silver lining, right? Yeah. Had Corey not stayed, right? Mm-hmm. Had he not been the fifth guy in the Central Park Five, would he have gone on to find the real rapist? Yeah. So these four other guys would have got off and lived their life as sex offenders knowing that they didn't do that shit. Right. But yeah, like he, while he was the one who tied it in to make the case stick, right. he was also the one who brought them justice. Yeah. Quote unquote, because I don't even know if that exists. Yeah. Um. I f- Yo, the fucking legal system. It's just not. It's not built for us. No. It's not built for us. It's and, against us at all. But furthermore, we just have to educate ourselves. I yeah. think you know, we we suffer from lack of knowledge. Yeah. And it's it shows it shows because only one mom knew yeah. that her kids shouldn't have been questioned without a fucking only one without her presence without a lawyer. Yeah. None of the kids knew they weren't even Mirandized. They oh weren't even Mirandized. So they, they weren't Mirandized. They weren't Mirandized until there was like a video confession. Do you understand your rights? Do you understand that you have the right to remain silent? But at this time, you're telling me if I tell you what you want to hear, I can go home. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck about remaining silent because I want to go home. And it's 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 so fucked up. One of the little boys got beat in the head. Like he got hit in the head with the police helmet. Oh and they said the rapist did that when she was fighting him off. Stop. And he's Stop. like... They was like, did the rapist do that? She, he was like, yeah, yeah, she did it. How? Big How ass, swollen like... face. How's that a scratch? How she fight you off? You, and she's damn near dead. Like she, and it just, it was a good. And I had been waiting for this. Yeah, I heard about it, and I thought I was gonna watch it. My sister watched it, and my sister's not as um, emotionally unstable as I am. <laughs> she's very emotionally stable. Me, on the other hand, I'm like a fucking. I don't cry. It just I'm, triggers you. I'm not a crier at all. But, like, that shit will trigger me in different ways. Like, I won't be able to sleep. I'll be scared of shit. I'll think somebody's following me. Like, like and, you know, like, stuff like that. Like, yeah. I'll be, like, looking over my shoulders thinking something's happening. You know, because, you know, people are crazy. Well, and and... So, that's what will happen those are the type of things that'll trigger me like with my anxiety even though i've never been thank god knock on wood i've never been sexually assaulted you know but just different shit in my life that has happened or you know i'll start thinking of some unjust unfair shit that's happened to me and i just i'm just not really 
I'm doing all right right now. <laughs> I am doing all I'm right. I'm stable, bitch. I, I am stable at this <laughs> I moment. I don't need anything to knock me off my rocker. Seriously. <laughs> I don't have an appointment world. with my therapist until June 29th. That's a long time from now. And it definitely was a trigger. It was a trigger because I have kids. Yeah. And, you know, there's a one. I feel like once you become a parent, there's like a part of you yeah. that puts your kid's face on that kid's face. Absolutely. And then you and start a parent to, of a black boy and you just start to just cringe inside like but then i knew me and i know my father Mm -hmm. and i know how my daddy gets down right and i promise you it had been some shit right no word out (laughs) we all been sitting in jail let me tell you we ain't gonna be sitting in jail gang gonna be no jail it's gonna be blown up you're right they're gonna be fooled out (laughs) (laughs) whole shit i i pray for the sake of them right that no shit comes to my family. Yeah. Because I think my father got it planned out. No, he. I'm sure he does. He got it planned out. And, like, I can't be mad at him. Yeah. He was like, I know where the gas lines are. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. shit. Well, can you give me a heads up? Okay. Nigga, I want to be gone. Okay. Like, with my important documents. Important. That's important. You got to have your important <laughs> my documents. I need birth certificates, <laughs> social security cards, passports. All of Medical it. records. I need Let all of my Important shit. pictures. Just give me, a, give me two hours. I don't even need to. I'll meet you in the next town. But yeah, so I don't talk about the premeditation. (laughs) (laughs) But um, again, if you have the stomach, if you can, definitely watch it. It is a conversational piece. I think that it it's important. I I'm I. What can you say? Yeah. What can you say? Um, but yeah, so dope. Next That's topic. exciting. Shout out to Miss Adrian Duvernay. Yeah, shout out, shout to, out her. to her. She's a beast. Like, yeah. she's a beast. Like, not she directed. Do we call her cousin? Because she don't want to be auntie? She don't want to be auntie. Cousin Ava? All right, cuz. Sis? <laughs> Sis? No, I'm going to call her cuz. Because, you know, we feel. Yeah, we feel. We kid. Um. All right. On to the next. <laughs> That's, um, shout out to her and the entire cast of the Central Park Five. It's, yeah. From what I've heard, they did an amazing job. So, Adasha sent me, like, a... Um, like a quick snippet of like you know everything breaking it breaking it all down i was like okay i'm gonna watch it and i was like man fuck that i ain't watching that it shit. was fine and it wasn't deep they didn't go deep they didn't go deep i think what drew my interest was that when i watched that snippet because that came out before the actual series right the one boy said i didn't fuck with my father anymore and i was like well what the fuck did his daddy do his father believed i did it like my father believed i did it and i was like what you yeah, know that's so then that. i had to watch it and then it made sense to see the role of his father his father okay. was actually played by the guy from the wire with the cut oh yes yes oh you know who he goes out with he um, goes the, the twin yeah girl what i can't name? remember her name tasha yes tasha, tasha smith tasha smith they go together and they are so cute together yeah, they are because he's a handsome man and Nisi she's nash played the other mom right um i don't know them other people the little boy from moonlight i played saw Corey Wise. i'm like yo i've seen him before oh uh felicity huffman played um the curly hair bitch uh, no, she played Linda Fairstein. Oh, because that's why she's over here dealing with the college scandals now. Yes. You just can't be the case. You can't. Listen, can't be the case. But hey, here you are. Yep. So, shout out to them. That I'm I'm going to watch it. I'll let you guys know when I watch it. it. It'll probably be six months from now. But I'm, maybe not. I don't know. If you don't watch it, let King watch it. No. And then start, not right now. Maybe not in life right now. Maybe when he gets older. Definitely. I feel like it's like Roots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adash is always dropping her phone. 
<laughs> I got a screen protector and it's glass. And I got Apple Care. And Apple Care <laughs> and what? But um it's de- it's like Roots. Yeah. When we were younger, Roots came out and it yeah. was like, "Daddy, why are they over there raping that like like what's up? What what?" But that was our conversation yeah. and Roots was whitewashed as fuck. Whitewashed so as fuck. you got my father with his Holocaust t-shirt and <laughs> the original Holocaust t-shirt went right. to the slave shit right. with how they packed the slaves in there. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was our conversational piece. And I said, like, Daddy, why are you over here drawing attention to us? But now that I'm older, I can appreciate it. Yeah. Because it's like, when you talk about the Holocaust, you think about, you know, anti-Semitism and right. the Jewish, whatever happened with them. Mm-hmm. But nah, there was a there's original one. Like, yeah. When they took us yeah. from Africa and brought us here. Yeah. And- you know what's so funny is my uncle did um Ancestry not Ancestry, he did the black one. Mm-hmm. And so it traced us back to, you know, the colony we came from in Africa. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the exact name, but our where we came from, the country that we came from was like one of the only countries where we fought them. I said that shit makes complete niggas sense still, to this day. To this day, niggas <laughs> is still fighting to this day. I think it was. Um, I think it's modern, like Liberia or something like that. I can't remember the actual tribe name, like mm-hmm. where we came from. But we, there was like a whole uprising because we was like, nah, we ain't going. We gonna fight. But you know, they the white people had guns and shit. So this is above me. This is a, <laughs> this is above me at this point in time so yeah we fought and i was like yo it makes complete sense because yeah. y'all know rose don't play i'd be out here i mean i am reformed and i'm changed but, but i'll slap a hoe i will slap <laughs> a motherfucker if necessary so all right on to some grill some uh, on a Phenomenal brighter note news. on a brighter note my boy uncle hove uncle jigga jay-z he a cousin too because sean Corey carter sean uh i was i was gonna call him sean like on a first name basis hove about to be 50 he'll be 50 i think this year he got some good skin see how your skin glow when you got you got a little bit you ain't got no stress listen you see how your skin glow when you ain't cheating no more listen you start to age backwards. You age and backwards. Black like, men stay looks, faithful. He looks great, though. I, he went vegan. <laughs> he go to spin. Yes, my... Okay, so shout out to Jessica Minardi. She's on the gram. She does, like, Shakeology and shit and mm-hmm. Beachbody and all that stuff. Dope. Lost mad weight. She's from New York. Moved mm-hmm. to L.A. So I'm watching one of her videos one day, and she tracks her whole, like, weight loss movement mm-hmm. and shit. And I'm watching her, and she's hype. And I'm like, usually I just scroll through people talking. Yeah. But I was like, mm, let me watch. She was like, oh... I walk in the soul cycle and it's Jay-Z. I was like, bitch. Yo, I would have soul cycled my life out. I would have been crying. Okay, so you guys, I know me and Nikki always talk about Hope because we love Hope. And just my eyes just welled up with tears just at the thought of walking into soul cycle and Hove being like three bikes away from Man, me i would have been in there like what what Jigga what Jigga what Jigga who like i would have been going fast <laughs> fuck my bad knees i'm out here girl i i I feel that shit for her. I didn't even see this man. Yeah. I'm like, damn, what Soul Cycle you went to? Because I can frequent it. Like, I'm going to get a membership. <laughs> yeah. I don't even oh, live in LA. I do want to go to Soul Cycle. We've Maybe been we're supposed, supposed to, plan to be go going. to Soul Cycle. We're going to Soul Cycle. All right, we're going to do it. Bad I think there's one. Um, I'm going to do Aqua Cycle, but I don't think they have that in New York just yet. Where okay. you can spin underneath the water. It's so much better on your knees. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But I think there's a Soul Cycle here in, like, Short Hills. I'm here for it because Short Hills is next to work. Yeah, it's close. I'm, I'm so here. I, I'm. 
FYI, guys, I love Spin. It's dope. Spin is fun. I enjoy it, but the music has to be good. So I cannot do, like, my gym, well, my old gym has Spin, and they have, um, like, she's into, like, rock and roll. Yeah, and it's not shit. my shit. No, I can't fuck with it. Now, when I took Takima's class at Crunch in Somerset. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, it was lit. She put on the Seven Rings by Ariana Grande, and yeah. I climbed that hill. Yeah. I was like, "You like my hair? Gee, thanks. I just bought it." Woo. Woo. <laughs> yeah, like the music for Spin has to be like something I fuck with because yeah. if it's like, I want you to die. Yeah, that's like, what it was. And I like alternative music, you know, but I'm I just can't get with I like can't get hard rap with that shit. Um. Not working out. No. Working out is so mental that you have to really be in a place where either I can sing all the songs or like one day she put on, um, I got you in my space. What's that Sam Smith shit that came out? Oh, yeah. I'm blushing. Uh, I think, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh-uh. Right. That yeah. one. She put that on. I was on the bike like, me. Latch, 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 latch. Yeah. And I was like, all right. She's like, you like this? Keep it up. Yeah. I'd be back. But I'm going to okay. go either way. Either way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Hove has crossed the billion dollar mark. His net worth, he's like a billionaire. He's the first rapper in history to ever reach a uh, $1 billion fortune. So, his, like, he built it not only on music. So, mm-hmm. music is what got him in the business, you know. Reasonable doubt. That's my shit. So, he has real estate he has title he has duce which is a vin- uh, joint venture with bacardi he has it's so smooth y'all oh my god duce is the best i stopped drinking everything i've stopped i still drinking- drink hennessy because i feel like it's for the culture and see hennessy is just so harsh that i like white hennessy so every time my parents goes to some type of island i'd be like yo let me give you 30 dollars for this bottle see i'm i'm okay with white hennessy i feel like with white hennessy you can't you have to drink it straight I drink all my liquor straight. You know, it's too many calories in the juices. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I don't know. I'm not really on my fitness <laughs> like a dash it is. If I, when I drink Duce, I like Duce and lemonade. It's so bomb. I tried the Duce and pineapple. Duce and pineapple. I mean, pineapple juices have, is really thick in it. I'm not a juicy person. It was just like, it was cool, but like, I, I was thinking about all the calories in that shit. See, that's what I'm saying. In my mind, I'm just like, ooh, how many calories in that? Is that? Yeah. So I like um Duce and Lemonade. Okay. Like Duce with Simply Lemonade. Oh, okay. It's bomb. Like oh. bomb, bomb, bomb. You know who drinks like that? Bleak. Memphis Bleak, my first boyfriend in my head. So fun fact, the mom the lawyer who closed on my mom's house mm-hmm. is actually his representing attorney. Yeah. And he was like, Y'all know men bleak? I was like, Why? Cause we black. I love him. I, I mean So I'll tell you my quick story about bleak. So when I was young, you know, this is when niggas was dating young girls. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god! I had a whole plan as to how me and Bleak was gonna be together. Like, so I was gonna meet him, and we was gonna be together because you know dudes was dating young chicks, right? So this is what it was gonna be. And then I moved to California, so then that was done because you know Bleak was in Brooklyn. I mean, he was traveling to LA, but when I moved to Cali, my mother wasn't letting me like running running streets. Like it was different when I was in Jersey, you know. So. I was just really sad because I knew that me and Bleak was going to be together. And then that's what happened. It didn't turn out that way. I mean, you know, it was cool. His wife is beautiful. They just had a baby. I didn't know he was married. Bitch, I didn't even know he existed And he's still still so fine. I just didn't even know he existed. How could you not? It's Bleak. He wasn't my 
crush growing up. Okay. So I'm like, it's bleak. What the fuck do you now, mean? Morris Chestnut blocked me on Facebook. <laughs> now we can talk about that. <laughs> Nigga ain't want to be my friend. Who gets blocked by Morris? You were being outrageous, weren't you? I believe it. That's the story for another day. Okay, so back to Hope. So he has okay. He has title. Mm-hmm. He has his real estate, his home in um, in Beverly Hills. Got he it. has a home, like I think, in Scarsdale, okay. New York, and then he has a like a couple apartments in Manhattan. Dope. Then he has Doucet, which is his joint venture with Bacardi. He has Ace of Spades, which he owns one hundred percent. Nice. One hundred percent. Rock Nation, which is of course the entertainment group. They have athletes. They have music artists they have like you know personalities i'm gonna be on they do sports right yeah that's when they do sports Mm -hmm. like sports agents they do music they do all that j cole rihanna all of that all that and um his art collection hope we talking about his art collection nobody be listening but his art collection so jay-z has crossed the billion dollar mark he's the first rapper to ever do Shout it. Shout out to him. He said, I'm a business man. Let me handle my business. Man. That's what he said. And that shit is like really inspiring. You know, he went from the street corner to the corner office to owning the office. I, like owning I, the whole building. Kudos. Shout out. Have you seen um, visuals of the new um, Rock Nation office? No. So Rock Nation was in New York. Mm-hmm. But now since Hove, after he cheated on B. Mm-hmm. And he had to, like, completely uproot his family and moved in. They had a new start. Mm-hmm. And they moved to L.A. So then it looks like a command center. Like, it's so dope. Meek have posted. Not Meek. Yeah, I think Meek did it. And also Lenny Santiago. You so know he Lenny? moved Rock Nation's office, but he didn't move titles? Everything is in L.A. No, because Tiny was just in New York. Well, no, title, title is here, okay. but Rock Nation All is right. there. Got so, it. yeah, Meek posted... Um, videos on his Insta story mm-hmm. uh, being at the Rock Nation offices it's like um, like you know how you see those movies like the um, like the X-Men movies yeah. and all those things and it's like touch screen like yeah. the big like ceiling to floor like LED screen yeah, not that. even LED screen but it kind of looks like a projector not a projector but just like in the wall like the whole wall is just like screen yeah. and like it's touch screen and you can like pick like different uh, that shit is so I, think I mean, shout out to him. I think that considering where he's come from mm-hmm. to where he is now, I feel like that is, um, it's just, you got to grind. Yeah. You got to have faith in what you do. Yeah. You got to work at it. You like, gotta you can never take no for an answer. in your fucking self. Yeah. What's shocking is that Diddy's not there already, but I think that after Bad Boy went a little defunct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because... Hove is an artist. Yeah. And, like, Hove is just different. Yeah. And and I think that with him, I think that with, he just thought, put your hands in different shit. You know yeah, what I mean? You like, have to. You got you to gotta open up your horizons. And that's why I just be getting mad at that simple, simple-minded people. Cause it's oh, like, my God. If you don't open up your little closed-minded ass and just come out here in these streets. But. Yeah. 
Well, no, you know, prob- that's your problem-solving skills. We just had a conversation about that. Your fucking problem-solving skills, like how you handle conflict, how you handle... I mean, because there's not ever just one avenue to take. Yeah. Like, there's so many... And it just... Parents, work on your problem-solving skills with your kids. That shit is important. Period. Like, just period. I think that... And just beyond problem-solving. Yeah, You also yeah. have to... You also have to see this for yourself. Yeah. I think sometimes it's easy for us to get caught up in the right now that we don't see tomorrow. We don't see the day after. Granted, we don't know what those cars may bring. But I feel like, you know, there's so much power in the tongue. So Mm -hmm. if you speak life into your situation, it'll live. If you keep living on the bad side, like, oh, it ain't gonna happen to me. This ain't, it's not for me. I can't do this. Or I don't see this happening. Then by all means, it's not going to. So, you know... There's no limit. There's no there's no glass ceiling. Like, no, there's not. You have not. to push yourself because life's just too dope for you not to live it. Yeah, man. I just... It's just... When I read that, like, when I saw that, it was just kind of like, wow. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, wow. Wow. In my flavor flavor voice, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's dope. So, shout out to Hove and his wife, Bonance. Uh, she was on the Forbes list. Beyonce? Beyonce. You're not going to have a hive come for a mispronunciation. <laughs> no, Beyonce. Beyonce. Shout out to his wife because he couldn't do it on his own. I mean, he could, but you know. I feel like you have a certain place. You have to have people in your corner, whether yeah. it be your wife, your team, whoever, that's going to take you to that next level. Yeah. That has the same thinking of you. And you you know what I love about the two of them? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a stand by any means right. in either direction. Right. But I look at Beyonce when Beyonce was Destiny's Child. Right. And I look at Beyonce, Jay-Z's wife, Mm -hmm. and I love her because I feel like that's her. Yeah. Like, he hypes her to be her. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm sure she hypes him to be him, but, like, where they are right now, it's like, there's a level of transparency that exists there that you didn't see when she was singing Ladies Leaving Man at Home. Right. I mean, she was 16. I don't give a damn. 17, 18. No, nah, even when she came out with Dangerously Your Love, she yeah. still wasn't herself. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just... Oh, because she kind of lived, like, in that bubble of, like, America's Sweetheart. Yeah. And it just wasn't like... until... Um, it wasn't really until her uh, self-titled album, Beyonce. I feel like it wasn't until Lemonade. Nah. Because even then, she was still a little, like... Eh. No, I don't but, you think know, so. when she got well, cheated on, then, life happened. Well, no. <laughs> like, if you listen to Lemonade, like, as the songs keep progressing... Like, like, she got cussing in her shit now. Before, it was like... That's why I think everyone loves Solange so much. It was like, oh, it's Beyonce's sister. But, like, she's oh, I'm, dope. I'm way more Solange than I am Beyonce. I'm 100%. I've been loving Solange since she took... She OD'd on some cough medicine at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and passed out a little bit. But I I've love been... love I'm like... You know. My... Solange's <laughs> first album. I'm just Yo, my guy giving names. Yes. It's my shit. Tony don't come no more. Oh, my God. That's my song. <laughs> That is my song. I love Solange. I was listening to that shit a couple of weeks ago because this new shit she put out, I was like, let me listen to some old Solange because I can't. And was just some regular guy. <laughs> it was the other night. The oh other night. We been there. We been there, bitch. <laughs> High five me. Don't Yo, leave me. Solange had bought. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Yo, if y'all could have seen me waiting for this fucking high five i was like uh hello bitch i'm right here look at me no but solange had bars though too yeah i'm sorry if my fans are good and learn it to the living country yeah no i was like oh shit yeah 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 shout out to solo shout out to home shout out 
a billion dollars in the elevator. It's a billion dollars. <laughs> it's probably like two billion at this point going down. You know, I'm happy for him. Me too. I'm happy for him. I'm. It's just so inspiring to the kids coming up. Yeah. And not even just to the kids, but just to us, to me. Yeah. I'm 33. I, you know... There's no time limit on this shit. No, there's not. I and mean, hope's going to be 50. As long as you're still breathing, there's just another day to just elevate your situation and where you are. It's definitely a state of mind. You got to believe you're there. You have to envision yourself in that moment, yeah. in that situation, and live that shit. Like, Jay-Z just will grind. be 50 this year. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh. Beyonce's 37. What's that, 12 years? When we were growing up, it was like, that, you know, it was all right. I guess. He 18, you 16, bet. That's just, He 18, that? you 15. All right, talk to your parents about it. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going no further. But, yeah, I mean, I guess once you're, you're, once you're two adults, then it At just At this point, it don't even fucking matter. No, Them niggas sure are married. They out here living their best life. Living their best life. <laughs> they ain't going back and forth with us, niggas. Show ain't. All right, on to the next. Shout out to Jigga J. All right, so Alabama has so much shit going on, okay? So much. I'm just, you know, fuck them. Alabama is a special place. All right, so Alabama has released, um, they signed and approved a bill. They passed it that will pay for the the chemical castration for child molesters. Mm. All right. So it's not all all child molesters. It's not all rapists. It's people who, um, com- so men who commit a crime of uh, raping, molesting, however you want to call it, a child under the age of thirteen. I'm not against this. So I'm. <laughs> I okay. So the treatment will begin. A month before your release date, and it'll continue until the court determines it's no longer necessary. No, when they say chemical castration, like, is your penis going to be gone chemically? No. Are they going to burn your dick? No. What are you going to do? So, the chemicals will reduce, inhibit, or block the production of the testosterone, hormones, or other chemicals. So, they're pretty much trying to suppress the urges. So, I guess mental health treatment isn't an option in this case. Let me just... I mean, I just... More often than not, when you look at these cases of molestation or you look at these predators, there's a story behind it. And no, that doesn't justify their behaviors because we all have a choice, right? Right. But I think that we spend so much time trying to punish. Right. We spend more time trying to punish than we spend trying to avoid. Right. Right. There's a lot of broken people out here. There's a lot of situations where it's just like, damn, this guy had a fucked up life. So did you think he was going to be a stellar adult? Right, right, right. Oh, this guy was molested, gang raped, whatever, whatever. He had a complex. Did you think he was going to turn out to be a set? Like, and I'm not placing, I'm not trying to advocate for molesters and shit. I'm all for the castration or whatnot. But like, I think that there has to be a preventative measure. 
Like, somebody has to intercede for somebody who is broken. And it has to be a situation where there's a conversation that started that says, like, you're not okay. Your behaviors are not normal. Because there's always signs before somebody does some egregious shit. Right, right, right. You know, mm-hmm. there's always the, the loner kid at school before he shoots up the place. Right. So nobody saw this shit. Right, right, so right. why are we having a conversation? Like, why is it such a big deal now after some crazy shit's gone down where it could have been something that we could have proact- been proactive about? Right. I don't know. I just think that the question is, is it inhumane or is it humane? And it's like, okay, is it humane to fucking rape a child? So let me take this back. It's not humane to rape a child. But here's a problem that I have with Alabama and this whole thing. Alabama is a fucked up place. Now, Alabama is one of the states that have signed their own little heartbeat bill situation. Right. right? So you're telling me that once a fetal heartbeat is detected, I can no longer abort my child. Mm Mm-hmm. You've taken away my choice. Right. But now you're taking away this man's testosterone. What the fuck you want to do? You want to live by God or you don't? Like, this man has an urge. Find out where that urge is coming from Mm -hmm. and try to find alternate methods to alleviate this urge or, like, correct it. But damn. So you just over here, you're telling her she can't kill, but you're telling him he can't have no urge. Like, I I just don't understand their... It's it's a very wacky place. And I know that with the whole abortion thing, I'm... White people are not producing as many children as they once were. Yo, you saw that by what's my what's my lady name? Jane. What's her name? The white lady with the short hair, the feminist. I don't mm. know. She had a she had a clip. She had a she had a snippet. I posted on my Instagram yesterday, and um, it's like Jane, the underground uh, Jane Adams. I want to say I think nope, that's her. Little, so. Is she dead? No, she's not dead. She's she's very alive because she just made this posting the other day and it was just pretty much... There was a book that came out and... um, Is this her? The Underground Feminist? Not her. Maybe her name ain't Jane. I've been wanting to say Jane because, you know... (laughs) But, um... Jane Austen? uh, Is it Jane Austen? I don't know. Nope, she died 200 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) can't be her can't be um i'll get back to that but yeah so i i just know that that's why that you know these abortion uh situations are happening the way they're happening because they're in those states that are like you know so they're castrating people who chemically castrating chemically castrating people who molest and rape under the age of 13. Under the age of... But so- they're making people keep their kids from raping incest. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Alabama, y'all can suck somebody's dick. This is ridiculous. Alabama has got to fucking beat it, yo. They got to, like... Too bad Alabama is not, like, an in-state, like, uh, like how New Jersey is a peninsula and, like, Florida, like, where you can just, just easily... annex that shit? Yeah, where you can easily just kind of, like, uh, saw that shit off and yeah. let it go float away like an island. Like, get rid of that shit. You're out of here. Yeah, because this is crazy. It's really, really, really crazy. Like, really crazy. Now, I do believe that uh, people who, like, molest children should be, like, fucking sent to, like, fucking Guantanamo Bay or something. Like, Nah, you gotta send them to the general population because, you know, the people in jail, the work... And that was another thing that I saw today mm-hmm. on um, a, a docu-series I was watching about the Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. The worst crime is a rape. And yeah. when you go to prison and... um. 
when you get there and they find out that you raped a child, mm-hmm. you ain't got to, you're going to wish yeah. they would have did you dirty, like, yeah. outside of jail. Because the people in there, like, you, it's not a respectable crime to be in prison with. I remember yeah. I, I dated a guy that went to prison a long time ago, and he was like, yeah, we used to call them tree jumpers. <laughs> tree jumpers. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. Tree jumpers. See what comes they, <laughs> they used to call them tree jumpers, and, like, they would fuck them up. Like, especially if it was a child, you know... You are better off being a thief than being a rapist. Okay, it says a prison or street slang for a child molester. Is a tree jumper, I told you. <laughs> but, um. I've never heard that in my life. Yes, you said they used to call them tree jumpers. years of life. Yes, bitch, they used to keep them in solitary just to, you know, keep them safe. But, like, yeah, they had no respect for no fucking rapists. In I mean, prison. yeah, because. You gotta castrate them. These niggas is gonna do. Like, and if it's a child, like some crazy shit. Girl, you could forget it. I mean, cancel them. Get rid of them. They're all canceled. Get rid of them. Fuck that. I ain't fucking with no random. Period. (laughs) Young Miami voice. Period. Because I just, you know, I think it's fucked up. It is fucked up. It's evil. Oh, I hate them. I hate them. And it's like, because of the trauma. But I don't know about the chemical castration shit. I don't, I don't. You're, my thing with Alabama is that y'all doing too much. Y'all y'all Way doing too much. too much. They're gonna go to prison and get castrated, period. Like right. somebody's gonna rape them. Yeah. Live with that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. Live with that. The But problem- then it's like with this whole chemical castration, it's like um you're not going so they have to start and they have to pay for it. And who the fuck who who the fuck? Like now we gotta pay for these kids that, that lady didn't want. And you want to castrate this man? I gotta pay for it. Why do I have to pay for these fucked up choices? Like, I just don't understand. Like, are y'all taking this out of your salary? No, you gonna charge my FICA? Is FICA going up? Because I'm tired of FICA. Yo, tired. FICA takes a lot of fucking money. No, it does. FICA might as well be my baby daddy. She's taking child support <laughs> every <laughs> week. Uh, FICA, your baby Fuck mama. The bitch. Yeah, FICA man. is my baby daddy. What's like, FICA? 6.2 and 4.2. So that's like 10, 11. Imagine when I was getting double tax from New York and Jersey. Oh my God. FICA was sucking my whole dick. Like, I just. <laughs> she was waiting for no, me at the door. No, you was sucking FICA's dick. That's <laughs> right. what was happening. We it over with no lube. FICA is the Federal Insurance Contribution Act. So FICA is Social Security and Medicare together. Which we'll never see. But No, we like, won't. And that's a whole nother conversation. That's for another day. Another mm-hmm. conversation for another fucking day. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's happening. Really quick, I want to talk about Tracy Morgan, yo. Tracy Morgan got into a fucking car accident coming out. So Tracy Morgan decided, you know, he's doing really good on his uh show with Tiffany Haddish. You know, he's doing good after the car accident that literally almost killed him mm-hmm. with the truck driver here in Dirty Jersey. He almost died and, you know, he went through rehab and all of that shit. And he's doing good. He went and bought a $2 million um he car woke up in a new bugatti he woke up in a new bugatti and before i think he had just bought it like he had just drove off the fucking uh lot. the car lot and some lady fucking sideswiped him <laughs> the bird she got out of that car and oh that lady she got he got out of the car and was like, bitch, get out the car. And you know, I am not a fan of men calling uh, women the B-word. Let me tell you something. I feel like all but bets are off when you hit my car. A $2 million car. You're my dick. Just you off the bitch. lot. And she was like, I didn't know. 
Oh, who is this man? <laughs> she trying to get a fucking. She trying to get a a, a check. She said her insurance gonna go up. Well, bitch, you cannot make a right from the left lane. Hello, New Yorkers. Okay. The right lane is turning right. The left lane is turning left. Act accordingly. Or all the summer. left. I mean, either you're going straight or you're turning left. Period. You either. cannot go from the far left to bust a far right. Yeah, and that's what she tried to do. And she sideswiped the shit out of his car. He had to climb out the passenger seat. He climbed out that passenger seat and banged her window down like, bitch, get out the car. Like, what's up? Like a $2 million car. He probably just swiped his Amex for it. Signed the check. He did something. I hope he got gap insurance. I hope hope he got gap insurance. I really do hope so because that shit is... $2 $2 million for a car. Yo, he banged her window now like, bitch, get out this car. <laughs> and TMZ was right there with all the footage. Yo, shout out to TMZ. They get everything, everything, everything. All right, that's it for our hot topics. And we're on to the next. Oh, wait, we got one more hot topic. And it's the most important topic, I feel. Well, no. It's one of the most important topics. But shout out to Meek. Shout out to Meek. Meek finally got, he was finally granted a new hearing for so his trial. he will well, face. His case. Yes, at the appellate court in Philadelphia on July 16th. And this is um, advocating to have the 2008 conviction for drug and That siren is overturned. so fucking rude. <laughs> There's no fucking crime out here for niggas to be out here with the bad boy siren. Yo. What you want? What you want to do? <laughs> Shout out bad to Meek, boys, yo. Yo, this siren is, it's been so, like, the sirens are so gangsta. But anyways, yeah, so it's, go ahead, go ahead, girl, finish it. So, yes, it's to have the conviction that he was, um, the drug and gun conviction that he had from 2008 overturned. Um, you know, we all know that the previous judge that he had, Janice Brinkley, had a super hard on for him, like, you would have thought she had a shrine in her basement. Like, no, I'm sure she did, honestly. Like, bitch, why are you so pressed? Like, oh boy, doing his thing. So she turned out his petition last year for a new trial, despite the recommendation from the Philadelphia district attorney. So the district attorney is telling you, nah, he's Stella. Right. You're like, no, he's not. All right, you're just as bad as the white bitch that tried the Central Park Five. I mean, honestly, put her right <laughs> fucking there. And it's so crazy. Um, the song that Meek has, Trauma. Yeah. And he says, um, the judge almost made him hate his people. Well, you know, she's just so pressed. And, like, who was the gentleman that he's cool with from Philly? Um, Frog? So, Robert Kraft. And um, there's another guy. The, the guy that is the... Um, well the whole owners of the basketball team they're trying to do away with that the guy in philly he's not the owner he's, he's like the shareholder or some shit? yeah something like that yeah because the owner like that whole owner like thing slave. yeah whatever y'all should have known y'all was slave y'all was dancing for shut the fuck whatever. up um i hate her i'm gonna punch her here nor there but um so yeah it's just unfortunate because you got this guy. I think he was serving eleven year old, eleven, eleven or eleven year or nineteen year parole. I want to say, um, don't quote me on that. Uh, no, he's been on probation for a but long. But it's like eleven time. year. It's either an eleven year or nineteen year probation. It's a decade long probation. Yeah. he's been serving. He's that's, been on probation for like ten years. So think unreal. about it. It really is unreal because it's like you want somebody on probation to have. I mean. 
of course you want to live by the law you want to do the right thing but if you are under the fucking scope for that long anything you do you're liable to get in trouble right. for it. If you're fucking driving down the freeway and there's nobody on the freeway and it's late and you just want to drive fast to get home, you go on like, what, 80, 90? You way over the speed limit. So, I mean, if you get that's pulled over, that's a violation because you're reckless endangerment, reckless driving and all of that other shit. And now you're in trouble. Right. So, Michael Rubin is the yeah, Michael, the, the yeah. shareholder slash whatever mm-hmm. he is for the Sixers. Yeah. Um, and he gave an interview in regards to Meek's situation. He just couldn't understand. Like, dude can't even go to Atlantic City. Why? It's a violation of his yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was on Breakfast Club, too. Yeah. He did a really good interview. Yeah. Um, You know, he has to travel. Re- most recently, she denied his travel request to Canada. He lost out on $450,000. Mm-hmm. For no reason. No reason. So, it's like, all right, bitch. When uh, Philly was playing the Raptors. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just unfortunate. I'm super happy for him. Me because too. I, like I said on last week's episode, mm-hmm. he had to go through this to bring yeah. light to this. Yeah, and he did. It, things are working in his favor. And if you didn't speak about it, like, he was taking that shit lying down when he first came out. Yeah, he did. It wasn't a conversation. Like, I'm sure within his circle, yeah, but we didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really a conversation for the population or the masses or whatnot until he went back to prison. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, we're going to take this shit. Like, it doesn't Yeah, and you know what's so dope about it is because he has the friends that he has, like the Michael Rubens and the Robert Krafts and Jay-Z. You know, he has fucking billionaires in his circle. He has people that have his a back. greater platform that have his back that are in his circle so the whole prison reform conversation that's being had you know it sucks that he had to go through it but he had to go through it to grow through it to Amen. help people that are in his situation that are right. in the same situation it's kind of like i don't even remember cat williams first stand-up mm-hmm. and he was like when i get him i'm gonna call my white friends they're gonna be like what the fuck did he do right what is he in there for right. Right. but that was michael rubin well yeah. what did he do mm-hmm. like why is he here all right bitch i see you yeah like she's crazy and he yeah. was yo he sent his lawyer because you know it's nothing like having a friend with money yeah let me send my lawyers to talk some shit to mm-hmm. your ass and she didn't press him but he was pulling her, like uh, he was pulling her cards on yeah. so many different levels, and that's just dope. Like you could tell, like he genuinely valued their friendship. Yeah, and he, that's dope because money talks. It sure does. <laughs> so, money talks. Money, put your money up, son. <laughs> yeah, for real. Money really talks. You know, so that's dope, and that it, you know, to be able to have that conversation and to not only have the conversation, but to have the conversation and to know what the fuck you're talking about because you've been there. Yeah. You've been in that position. You're still in that position. Right. You just have a bigger platform Mm -hmm. because you are a rapper and you're still fine. (laughs) You know, there is beauty is in the eye of the beholder and I don't be holding nothing but my two kids. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> that shit is it's dope. So shout out to him and shit. A shout out to him and I just wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely, and I hope that this is a fresh start for him. And I, I think that people need to start questioning their situations. He was taking that shit lying down. Yeah, he, no, he's he just was. happy to be free, right? For so long but now he took like, that shit nah, lying down. Son, I have rights. I this is not normal. This is not normal. So yeah. shout out to me. Shout out to anybody in that situation. Question it. Yeah. Ask a question. Start yeah. a conversation. For real. Fight. Like, you know, everybody got rights. Don't let nobody feel like, make you feel like you're a second class citizen because you got to pass. Right. Fuck that. Challenge it. 
You know what I mean? For real. Cause read. People, read first style. <laughs> you have to read. And that's why, you know, I'm about to get on my soapbox. That's why back, you know, in slavery days and even after slavery, you know, in uh, the 50s and the 60s, they didn't want us to read. They didn't want us to learn. They didn't want us to know anything because... If we were able to, I mean, not as early, not as late as the 50s and 60s, but, you know, prior times, they didn't want us to be able to read because if we were able to read, we were able to know what the fuck was going on. Right. So I was listening, super sidebar, but it it definitely, it resonated within me. I was listening to an interview and they said the worst thing that happened to the black community was segregation was like oh absolutely trying to put the schools together because oh, what happened integration was, integration yeah you, you're right integration was the worst thing that happened to us on an educational front yeah because you have to remember we went from schools where you have all black teachers that mm-hmm. look like you they're rooting for you they right. want your best interest at heart right but now you're forcing me into this school system where they don't give a fuck about sure me. don't and you know the narrative still remains the same yeah now shout out to the dope teachers who care because there are teachers who care oh yeah but you know for the most part, they're... They don't give a fuck. They don't care. So I think that just goes on to say what, what you're talking about as far as us being educated and educating ourselves and reading and staying ahead. You don't even have to read anymore. There's audiobooks. Listen to that shit. This is true. So, like... This is true. Educate yourself. Don't be ignorant to our laws. Yeah. And our policies. Yeah. And see where you stand in all of this and stay ahead of it. Because we are... You know, you don't want to be fake woke. Yeah. That's the worst. I think, like, honestly, I really hate the phrase being woke. I hate that shit. But it's nothing worse than being fake woke. Like, to be, you know, people that just talk the game like, yeah, because the white man, you know. Yeah, But no. then don't really be on their shit. Like, don't really know what's going on. I think the people that I... I don't want to say hate, but the people that annoy me the most are the people that don't pay attention to anything that's, if it doesn't affect them directly. They don't care. They don't care. Yo, that shit boils my blood. I have a black son. I'm a black woman. I'm a single but you black know, it woman. It goes back to each one teach one in a sense of community. And it's important for us to share our knowledge. And it's not, we can't keep everything to ourselves. Right. Because how do we learn? Yeah. Somebody told us. Somebody, Somebody told us. yeah. Um, it's important for us to educate ourselves, mm-hmm. educate people around us. Like, I'm telling you some shit that could benefit you, but you may pass it on to somebody. It may take them to another level. Yeah. So you just never know. And I think we have to get into a habit of sharing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's cool to be woke, cool to be woke, but I've been living this shit my life. My right. father's, like, a young activist, I feel like. Right, he would have right, been Black right. Panther if that shit was still around when right. he was coming up. Right, right, but, right. like, one thing my father, and shout out to him, he just has a GED. Right. But his education never, it, it went beyond school. So even to this day, he's always reading. And that was what I grew up knowing. Like, you have to keep educating yourself. Mm-hmm. My father can have a conversation with the best of them, PhDs, whatever. But that's just because he keeps himself abreast. Right. And I think that we have to get into the mantra of doing that. And you don't have to read if it ain't your thing. Right. Watch some shit. Like, watch it. You can watch it. <laughs> you can, you can listen. listen. You know what I'm saying? You can read like short articles. If you don't want to read whole books, you can read short articles. Right. You can read the fucking cliff notes. There are audios for everything. Yeah. 
Audi- See, my only thing about aud- Audible or audio books mm-hmm. is that if the shit is boring, it's like snoozers. Shoot me in the foot. Yeah. So then I would rather just read it. Like <laughs> I like to read. Like I, all the books that I listen to on audio, I buy them. Okay. Because if I don't feel like listening, I'm gonna pick it. up the book and like because I want to feel like the pages yeah. turning in my hand. So yeah. All right. That's all. Shout out to me. Rami. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on to the... What the fuck? What the fuck? You want to go first? No, you go first. No, I'll go first. It's short. My what the fuck is, yo, I literally have been working for seven days straight. What the fuck? What the fuck? I am so tired. I was off today, but when I came back from Vegas, I was had a day off. Which I never take a day off in between my trips. I literally get off Just the plane. I come home, get a little nap, and go go to work. Mm-hmm. So this time I took a little. A I took a day off. Mm-hmm. I've been working nonstop, and most of those days I've been in the office by myself. I've been busting my ass, yo. I'm tired. Like motherfucking tired. I am motherfucking tired, <laughs> boss. I'm tired, boss. Tired. I'm t- all my life. <laughs> all my life, I had to fight. I am tired, but yeah, what the fuck, man? I couldn't. I haven't worked like that in a long time. I mean, I yeah. work. You know, I work from home a couple. You know, if That's you know, shit like from that. home is just no. Like, I've like... been in the office by myself. Y'all hear this? Fist the uh, fist the palm. <laughs> Yo, I've been thugging it out, so... All that, my life. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Legitimately to this day. No, word. And I was home today, but I was still logged in, responding to emails, all of that shit. But yo, your girl is tired. I am tired. So, did you get rest? Today? Yes. No, I did not. Because I couldn't sleep last night because some bullshit happened last night that had me just like awake. I was like up all night. I couldn't really sleep. So I just, you know, I already told you guys I was cleaning and shit. I mean, but it was nice to be home. Yeah. Like in a t-shirt and my panties. Like, t-shirt and my panties on. It wasn't sexy. <laughs> it was not. T-shirt I walked past the mirror. I was like, First of all, t-shirt and panties ain't sexy. Period. Like, I mean, unless it's, it's like not, a, it's unless it's like a, a like cute t-shirt? like a cute t shirt. No, mine was like a a supreme raggedy ass t shirt, <laughs> and I think I had on like granny panties. <laughs> My bun was twisted to the sidewalk past the mirror, like woo, bitch, woo, woo Chile, woo, Chile. <laughs> it's cool. I was home alone. I was hoping nobody called me. I ain't want no calls. I ain't want no FaceTime. Nobody. Just nobody. <laughs> I wanted nothing. I had my music playing and I just cleaned. So, I mean, I I feel refreshed. <laughs> well, that's good. That's all that matters. I think it's the break from work that's, that's yeah. important. Well, not even just from work, but just the break from the rest of the world. Yeah. To just isolate yourself. Because the your world vibes. be on my nerves. You know? <laughs> Like the whole world gets on my nerves. <laughs> well, guys, she just underlined some shit. Like, <laughs> put an exclamation on that page. Okay, whole world, double underline, two exclamation points. Like all y'all motherfuckers yeah. on my nerves. Like all y'all. I didn't even eat anything today, yo. Until I, I ate bought some wine. It was like this ain't a good idea. She bought wine for a shardy for the party, and I was like, I Don't guess I need to eat something. So I like ate like like three or four turkey and cheese roll ups, and that was and it. Some nuts and some nuts. 
Nuts. Ate some nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I'm a workaholic. That's my what the fuck. You know. I'm in getting to the money. All right. So my what the fuck. Hers is much better than mine. So I have two little ones. Two little ones. And they're dope. And they're so cute. I have Eva, who's my politician, mm-hmm. slash lawyer, slash doctor, because she, she means business. Mm-hmm. And you got my free spirit, Juju, who's like the life of the party. He dances and shit. Eva watches in the background, like, y'all been not fuck with my brother, but whatever. <laughs> How old is Juju? Two? Juju's two, mm-hmm. Eva will be four. So, either way, so, I curse. Mm-hmm. I've never tried to hide it. I never thought of myself as being a parent of... Oh my god, let me let me curb my enthusiasm for these kids because I feel like it's not normal. They gonna cuss one day. Right. I have to teach them to be respectful mm-hmm. with their cursing. And we're gonna live we gonna live life. Right. So I'm in the kitchen on Saturday. I get that. I curse and my mom gets mad at me because she's just not My mom gets mad because she's a Bible thumper, but my dad I'll be like, so. Oh fucking bitch, he'd be like, Ooh, ooh what happened? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean my mom is used to it now because I don't mm-hmm. I don't censor myself anymore. I used I still do it for my mom. I just I think don't. I do because like my mom's old school West Indian and it's just like a level of like you know, she's an old school Bible thumping West Indian. Oh god. And there's listen, I respect it. That's mm-hmm. what you want in your house, cool, but in my house we curse. Right. Period. So with my mom, she hates it. <laughs> and so like if I'm like in the moment I, so if we're just having conversation and I curse and I'm like, excuse me. You know, just excuse me, mommy. <laughs> My bad. I won't I, excuse me. Like I'll be like, nah, that bitch. Excuse me. Nah, she had me fucked up. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me five more times. Let me finish the story real quick. Right, real quick. But you know that's just the conversation. But if I'm mad, like I never curse at my mom. Right, and that's you know, the thing. Just in conversation, like if we're having a conversation, never if I'm like talking to her if we're having an fuck argument you. no oh my no, god Let no no we're something. not there we're not my mom will fuck me up jimmy <laughs> will like go up top on me and that's just not really i'm It'll just be like it's not where i'm trying to go at all i never want to go there been there done that got a t-shirt no mom it's not happening so just like in conversation, like if i'm mad if i'm going off about something i curse because i just curse but then i'll be like yo where do you think I learned it from? So I didn't learn cursing from my mom because, like I said, she's she she didn't even have a past life. Like my mom's been saved my whole life. Like, oh, okay. No, my Jenny, mom's Jenny been had a past saved life. my whole life. So like you know, we weren't brought up in a household where it was acceptable for us to curse. Where then you got dad. Did your mom answer when the phone would ring? Then when she answered, did she say praise the Lord? No. So when we were growing <laughs> up, Jenny used to be like praise the Lord. So then now we got to deal with the fact that it's like christian west indian household uh-huh. so when we were growing up we had to say hello good evening hello good morning so when people used to call our house i remember one time my dad's friend called i was like hello good evening he's like what did you just say <laughs> i was like well damn my nigga i'm trying to be respectful and shit i ain't gonna say it to your ass but you know whatever they were just like mad first generation america like we were we were born in america but they weren't so that was super, super, super important for us, for them. To Their first generation here? Nah, they were born over there. We oh. are. Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys are first generation. So, okay. um, all right. Back to the what the fuck. Okay. Got it. So I'm in the kitchen putting away groceries and shit. And I think even Julian are sitting on, not even I think, they're sitting on the couch watching Incredibles because Incredibles is life right now. Yes. And that's how we make it through. Mm-hmm. And Eva goes, oh, mommy, I'm telling. So I was like, what happened? Mommy. Julia said, "Fucking bitch." 
said, what he say? Fucking bitch. <laughs> and she repeated it. Who he said that to? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So in this moment, I kind of like sunk down in my standing chair and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Yikes. Did he say it to you? She was like, no, he just said it. I said, well, all right. All right, Julian, don't say bad words. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but he ain't say it to you. So I think he's understanding he's not supposed to curse at us. But if you want to, like, I'm not opposed to my kid cursing. Because I feel like when you draw attention to it, then they keep doing it more. Right, right, so right. I'm going to ignore the fuck out of him. Right. So I'm trying to teach her to do the same. Mm-hmm. But as long as he ain't look her in her face and say, fucking bitch. Right. Because I have face. to go up top on him. Right. And I have to call his father. And I, I you know, I, I don't. He ain't that kid. Yeah. You know, that would have just been a different Pandora's box. But, yeah. you know, I, I think I was taken back because Juju's words just came in. So now you got bad words already. <laughs> like, he just started, like, forming, like, real whole like, sentences. Whole sentences. And now, I guess it just got fucked. Yo, last week, homeboy is in the bathroom. Like, I think he's brushing his teeth or whatever. Like, he's really into something. It pissed him off. He was like, the fuck? And I'm like, <laughs> damn, Juju. He's like, fuck, stupid. So, like, now I'm just sitting here like, well, I didn't mind if my kid spoke in cursive, but Lord, I didn't, demand for, I didn't mean for it to be this early. Like, yeah. I've caught Eva cursing and she's cute with it because she'll be like cussing mid-song mm-hmm. and it'd be like, oh, you cussing? She's like, no, mommy. I'm like, all right, whatever. She made up some curse words, too. <laughs> She made up some strong ass curse words. I, I forget what they were, but like she said that shit with, yeah, with authority, like, like with gumption. Like it was a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> but Julian, nah, you know that second child. Yeah, no, that second child. That second child, and I'm the second child. Yeah. I just don't want to feel like I was about that life that much. But my mom tells me I was. I mean, clearly. So, my mom would have beat my ass. Yeah, I mean, hands <laughs> down, hands. Damn. I ain't trying to break their spirits. Yeah, I mean, because those beatings, you it know, necessary. So I have a level of patience with my kids that I think far exceeds the generations that came before Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And that's just because that shit don't bother me. And I feel like I've also created a balance within my life to where I don't deflect my anger onto my kids. Yeah. And that's super important. So yeah. my son cursing, I just want to remove myself so I can laugh. <laughs> I find that. And yeah. it was just the whole, and he's sitting in the chair with his little cute face like, mm. Yeah. What up, sis? Yeah, like, I ain't really mean to go that hard on it. So, King got into a fight yesterday. Oh, bitch. Because, so I don't know. I mean, he didn't tell his dad until after the fight happened. Well, he didn't tell his dad until he was telling me that he got into a fight. And it was a bigger kid. So, they got into a fight, like a little skaduffle in the park (laughs) or whatever. On the fucking id. Nah, say it how it is. <laughs> it was on id. It's on the id. Yeah, they Niggas were is breaking out. fast and breaking fists. Like, what is this? Yeah, I mean, these was kids. These kids. So. They ain't fast. They did. Allah is not pleased. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, the kid came over, like, ran over to uh, King's dad and was like, he was cussing. Now, my child is, I've created my child to be a bit of a goody two-shoes. Her child and my child are twins. Even and King are male-female twins. No, like, they are. 
they're the same mood and whole personality whole thing and you just rock with it yeah like, how you do because they're like little goody two shoes like they all, don't they're real bougie they don't really get involved in too much shit like when other kids be like wowing they both will sit next to each other and be not looking safe. it's not okay <laughs> it's not safe so the kid now he got into the scuffle with the kid he didn't tell his dad that they were fighting and then king must have cursed him out because he's still his mother's child amen and the kid went and told that king was cussing <laughs> yo my child punched him like right in the face like took off on him like because you're not gonna you're not gonna snitch on me little nigga like see you it's it. like i don't know okay so then it's like i said to his dad i was like well if he reacted that that way then he was cussing like I mean, because if you if he wasn't cussing, he would have just been like, been "No, like, I didn't." Yeah, he was like, voice, "No, yeah. I didn't." No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But he didn't do that. Like his flight. dad said, he just took off on him. He started like fucking the kid up. I said, "Well, he was cussing then." So all his life, he was grinding all his life. Yeah, all his life. So I said, "Oh, he was cussing." So then when I asked him, I said, "You know well, what happened?" And he said, "Oh, he kicked me. We were fighting. He was bigger than me." So he was like at his like wits end at yeah, that point. You tr- now you could have just left me alone to go to my father, but now you te- you you snitching on me. Now you snitching. We get stitches. We nigga. already got into a fight. We already right. had it out. Right. We pieced it up. You gave me a watch. I said, "King, don't take no gifts from nobody. Give that shit back." He said, "I don't know him. He gave it to me in the park." <laughs> You should have gave it back to him. Don't fucking take no gifts well, from me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you collateral. know. It's collateral damage for the fight and you snitch. But yeah, these kids is something else. So Adasha's baby is calling people. Fucking bitches. Watch out, y'all. Because um, we can't work on it. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I just, it doesn't bother me. Now, if he went into the school and he's calling people fucking See, bitches. See, that's, that's the thing. Because what happens is, is that... If you don't like now, it's okay to express yourself mm. and to talk and to say these things. It's okay, but now that you're in school, I've had a not so great school year with my son's teacher mm-hmm. because she just tries to like keep him in a box, and my child is not a child you can keep in a box. He's very respectful. He's very smart. All of those things, but he's also got ants in his pants. Well, I mean, every every boy his age has ants in their pants. He's five, and this is his first year in school. I mean, he's excelling phenomenally academically, but he's she's boring, so he'll just get up and walk around she the class. She's boring, though. No. no, she is. So, she pissed me off. She pisses me off at least a good twice a month, and today was a day. But anyways, that's the what the fuck. These kids be wilding. What wildin'. the mother-loving fuck? <laughs> These kids be wilding, and I'm tired. So, our um, personal space is, a, how do you say? I mean, it's... um, It's actually an inbox with an email we got from a listener. So, shout out to you. Shout out to my girl. My We're going to call girl. her Joan. She's Joan. She's Joan. To tonight. protect the identities of the people in this story, we will change their names. <laughs> so, it's like... um. She's a very loyal person, and it's a gift and a curse. So it's like, I can agree, I can attest to this because I'm the same. I'm a very, my loyalty is, is always a gift and a curse. Yeah, and I, it, it, it's a gift and a curse for who you're loyal to. Right. And I think that, that that's across the board. So we have Joan, who in the past two years has dismissed two of her childhood best friends. So Joan's husband thinks she's dismissive. Right. So is she being completely dismissive? Like, 
ridiculously like this is not okay or is it warranted all right so let's break down the first situation because there are two instances of where she had to cut a bitch off the first instance um her best friend since the 10th grade she was her maid of honor she wasn't working at the time she was out on disability so she had maxed out her credit cards paying for favors her portion of the venue for the bridal shower gifts for the bridal shower her husband actually was giving her money to help out and she was literally there for everything, scheduling appointments for dresses to getting the bridal party together, arranging a surprise bridal shower, taking her to get her makeup done and venting about the whole process because wedding planning is stressful. Not that I'll ever know because a nigga is going to the justice of peace. <laughs> Anywho, um, she was the only person in the bridal shower who was there when she said yes to the dress. Um, her other best friend, we gonna call her Lynn. Um, was a part of the bridal party, was a part of the bridal party until she was bullied out by some other bitches in the bridal party. And like, bullied. Like completely bullied. Right. So her- Yo, I don't have time for bullies. I would say Um, so she herself would text on the side. She'd text Lynn and say, you know, this is what's going on, inviting her to fittings and everything. And as a group, they picked the venue for the bridal shower. Everyone had to put in 300. It was four of them. So right before the money of the bridal shower was due, one of the other girls dropped out and sent a message to the other girl, to the group saying, uh, I ain't going to be in it. So what ended up happening is they had to all pay extra money. So now you're going from paying $300 to, I want to say 600. Now let's go back to the fact that she was on disability. Um, she sent a message. Uh, she said, the girl said, I don't have it and pretty much. And she had just had her daughter. She's out on disability. She maxed out her credit card. This she is Joan. Job. Joan this did is all of Joan. Joan, Joan had is... a baby. Joan maxed out her credit card. Right. Joan was handling business. So she, Joan reached out to the bride's mom and she said, hey, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. She pulled it to Anne Marie. And, um... She reached out to her god. She her, the mom told her to reach out to the god sister, but she was like, "Nah, I ain't doing it." She was like, "I can't cover six hundred dollars, six hundred dollars alone plus everything else." So she reached out to the fiance of the bride and explained everything that happened, and he agreed to help pay. Um, and he had her come pick up the money the next day. So one of the bridesmaids is his sister's by is his sister by the way, right? Oh, this is getting hairy. Right. So all the girls was like not to invite the bride before her other BFF Lynn. So um, don't invite Lynn. Lynn can't come because she dropped out. Right. She and you know Jones like nah I don't agree. So they you know they went off. The day of the bridal shower, um, she said they were hot because she invited Lynn. She said she put up most of the money, six hundred dollars, and she knows that their relationship is like a strong relationship, and that she was gonna miss her not being there. So, uh, bottom line, the bridesmaid, the bride's best friend, put her feelings in the safe, and she told them that that's the bride's best friend. Get over it. Right. Put your feelings aside. What not. Um, the bridesmaid who dropped out before the money for the venue was due. Mm-hmm. She's she back. came back. The bitch back. Okay. Because she, she didn't want to pay. Exactly. After everything's paid for. So everybody, the rest of the bridal party was pissed. You know, asking why did they invite Lynn after they told her not to. And like pretty much. So they was mad at Lynn. But the chick that came back, they was like cool with her. They was cool back. with her. So they're mad at her. She pretty much just told him she had some flip flops in the car. Run up, get done up. That's, I mean, what you want to do. <laughs> so the wedding comes. They were still mad. They all left before the wedding was over. So the day of the wedding. Right. The day before the wedding comes. They're in the hotel. Same thing happens all over again. She invited Lynn. Um, the friends wasn't really feeling her. The person that dropped out of the wedding party, just some drama. Um, the bride gives everybody gifts, right? 
Um, it's a handwritten note and a robe, an Alex and Annie bracelet. Everyone had a cute, heartfelt, tear-joking card. And Joan's card said, thank you for all your help on this journey. You heard them crickets? Because I heard mm-hmm. it too. Um, <laughs> she said she didn't make a big deal, but she was kind of pissed because, you know, you ain't going to. She's like, I'm not going to mention it. It's her day. Like, I'm going to let you live in that moment. But, you know, make a mental note and sit the fuck back. At the reception, majority of the bridal party left and she stayed and Lynn stayed. Everyone else left earlier. So the bride was texting her and she was like, I was ignoring her text and her Facebook messages and her IG messages. I know I'm petty, but I don't want to discuss anything until you're done with your honeymoon. So she came back and I told her, you know, I felt like you didn't stop your friends from bullying me from a part of the wedding and you let them talk shit about your girl. That's your friend. So I can only imagine what you let them say about me. She explained to her how the crappy note that she got in the gift after all she had done. So she cut her off and she hasn't spoke to her in two and a half years. Now, that was the first story and it was a little lengthy. So let's just sum it up. You got Joan over here. She's trying to be BFF super mom, super maid of honor. Because, you know, your role as a maid of honor is to be the maid to the bride. Like, you got to be her big bitch. Like, no lube. Take it. Take that. Take that. However, she ain't had it. Now, I I have to put in some, like, devil's advocate's advice for Joan. Right, Because here's the thing. If you ain't got it, you You should take a step back. Right. I get it. You want to... You're a friend. So, ideally, your goal is to be loyal, to... Do what you will want somebody to do for you. Unfortunately, that's not how the way the world works. Right. So if you ain't got it, take a step back and say, I ain't got it. The same way that bitch dropped out the, uh, paying for the venue, homegirl, you could have dropped out too. Like, you don't have to save the situation. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that she's dismissive for cutting off the bride because, again, if them girls was mean girling it up to you to your face, Imagine what they were saying to you behind your back. Yeah. And if the bride never stepped in at one moment to have like a meeting amongst her bridesmaids to say, I'm not with this shit, cut it out, then she's a part of the problem too. We're saying uh, the bride? The The bride bride is a part of the problem? The bride. I think the bride is the major issue to me. The bride is the major issue because you cannot allow people to treat you like... You can't allow people to treat your friends bad you know what i'm saying so it's like that would be like me getting married you're in my wedding and it's me it's you and my girlfriends from california who you don't know Mm -hmm. and if my girlfriends were being bitches to you i would know that they're being a bitch to you right because they would talk some shit to you and if you ain't dead in that shit then i'm gonna probably call my sisters because i got a crazy little light-skinned one right and we gonna fight because like i'm not doing this shit yeah no it's not okay because <laughs> you just can't do that so it's like so then it's like if you if they're talking this much shit about me like if they're treating me like that what the fuck did you tell them right right and right. i'm a firm believer i've been through this i just went through this recently exactly with the bitch at the wedding right i just went through this recently you know what i'm saying because it's like yo I know you. I don't even fucking know her. I don't know them. So how are they I'm able so to form such a great opinion about me and so comfortable popping all this shit about me when I don't even fucking know them? You're the culprit, bitch. Yeah. You lucky I don't ruin this whole shit. Tornado storm through all of this shit. And she was a better person than me. But I think that her in that moment being a new mom, being out on disability, I'd have walked away from a whole shit. I would have just been a guest. She wouldn't have had him. I wouldn't even have been a guest. 
because if you don't understand my situation like i don't know who who the bride is i don't know if the bride had kids i don't Mm -hmm. know that having a child is such a life-changing experience and when you're in that postpartum stage, anything can trigger some postpartum shit. Postpartum is wild business. So you mean to tell me I'm stressed out over your wedding, bitch? It's, I'm married already. The fuck? I got a man. I got one. John got a man at home. <laughs> Anyways. Um, in Shantae Moore's voice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, so but- in that instance, your loyalty, you are being loyal to the wrong fucking people. You are being loyal to someone that doesn't fuck with you. Like yeah. somebody that does not care about you. And and somebody that doesn't even care about your well being. And ladies, when you're planning a wedding, by all means, if you ain't got it, if your bridesmaids ain't got it, I think you should scale back. I mean you have to. But people don't think about that. No, they don't. I think that sometimes people put these grandiose ex- these ideas out there mm-hmm. and they create this level of expectation amongst their friends and it's like well either y'all doing it or y'all not and if right. y'all don't do it i ain't fucking with you but it's an unspoken truth yeah and, that's and not i fair. think it's important like if you're going home to an apartment after your wedding i don't think it should be that expensive <laughs> no i just don't and it would be like what are you putting out what are you bringing to the table like what are you like people that expect for their wedding party to do those are the same type of people that expect for their children's godparents to be buying them sneakers and new outfits every week yeah and and that's not the role of a godparent fyi but Mm -hmm. like back to the whole wedding situation it's like damn i'm chilling out damn close to a thousand dollars doing all this and that and i got a fucking alice and andy bracelet in a robe my nigga Mm -mm. because i'm sure they have to pay for the bridesmaid dresses yeah that's the thing yeah i um i was a bridesmaid in my aunt's wedding Mm mm-hmm Oh, that was the one in Mexico, right? No, it wasn't in Mexico. I didn't go to that one because that was crazy. But this was years ago. She got married in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. A little low-key wedding. It was her second one, but Mm -hmm. his first. So Mm -hmm. they had a little low-key wedding, and um, I was a bridesmaid. My cousin was one of the groomsmen. And my aunt hit me with it because I was in school at the time, Mm -hmm. full-time, living on campus. And she was just like, you're a bridesmaid. You are a maid. And I was like, sis, I'm in college. I'm a chemistry major. My nigga, I'm taking organic chemistry. So unless she about to come sit on this fucking final. Mm-hmm. Back up. But yeah. yeah, she really was like... And she wasn't even super bridezilla. It mm-hmm. was just like, I could have... I can see how that shit could have gone left. Oh, absolutely. Because worse comes worse, I was going to tell my mama. Because that's her sister. I mean, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. I, I was a bridesmaid <laughs> in my cousin's wedding. And it was the best wedding I've ever been to in my life, so... See, you had different, like, I, and no, the wedding wasn't bad. The wedding was a little frugal, but I'm not mad at them because, you know, yeah. her and her husband had goals. So I can't be mad at that. Um, she hit us with the, I was like, can I bring a plus one? Because I was dating this guy at the time. Mm-hmm. Always dating. I'm a serial dater. Was reformed, y'all. <laughs> I um, used to be a serial dater, too. I was, it was, yeah. I talked about so many boyfriends on this podcast. I've only been here two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the guy was in the town. I was like, oh, I'm a bridesmaid. Can I bring him? She was like, he can come to the wedding, but he can't come to the reception. I said, well, what in the fugazi? What kind of fugazi bullshit nonsense? She, she said, well, he can come to the wedding because it's in the church, but he cannot come to the reception. I said, you think somebody going to drive down that Belt Parkway to not come eat some food? Mm-mm. Bad enough when you're drinking no drink. 
ain't no and i'm not going to more dry ass weddings no that's out that is out unless you want me there with my own bottle unless you want me with a byob do not fucking even and don't even invite me and i mean when i say i'm bringing my bottle i'm sipping in the fucking church like (laughs) i'm letting you know i'm letting y'all know i'm gonna have a straw in my cup don't ask stop it not in the church sis not in the church it's communion i mean i get it i get it i'll bring white red wine I get it. But yeah, like, no. I'm don't not, bring me no dry ass wedding. No. Y'all can keep that shit. I've only been to one and it was not that good. Oh, but you know what? The dry wedding I went to when I was pregnant. I mean, when, that I went to, I was pregnant. So it didn't matter. No. No. I went to an Albanian wedding when I was pregnant with Eva. Mm-hmm. Girl. Best wedding I've been to in my life. Yeah. First of all, homegirl came out the floor with her husband. Was it in the Bronx? Yes. Okay. I'm you know what I'm talking about? There. I'm going to get married there. <laughs> but when I tell you, so at the time, their dad, I went with their dad. He was my, my date. Well, we were together, so duh. Mm-hmm. Um, he would finish his beer. It would be like a centimeter left of beer. And the homeboy, Jose, whatever his name was, was coming with a new beer. Yeah. It was like, girl, it, I was full before we got to the main course. Mm-hmm. That's how much food they was bringing. I was just like, yo, if you're going to get married. <laughs> That's how you get married. How about? I, I know exactly what you're talking I'm going to get married. I didn't even make I'm not telling y'all what it's called, but I didn't even make I'm coming out the, the floor. I did not it's even make it to the end because it was just so much food. We didn't even eat. Mm-hmm. We left before the dinner was served. Now, we left at 11. Oh, wow. They had like a little story, a storyteller. We talk too much. I know, but, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was dope. If you ever yeah. in the Bronx, you know what I'm talking about? You can come out the floor and it oscillates. Like, so she was sitting there with her, like, she's like a Barbie in a cage. Mm-hmm. And she was just going around in a circle. And I was like, oh, shit, smile, bitch. Don't tell any day. more people about my wedding venue. I don't even know when the fuck I'm getting married, if I'm getting married. But when I do, it's going to be To this day. To this day. This <laughs> where it's going to be word all right so her other beef right so joan has a best friend named tony and um she talks negative about everything in her life personal uh nothing positive leaves her lips she allowed her bum-ass baby father to come in between her friends their friendship but you know what that's what people do with their baby's daddies because you know what you will take Yo, bum ass boyfriend, husband, baby father, you'll take him back a million times and you will dish your friends. So here's the thing, right? We as women, mm-hmm. especially we as black women, mm-hmm. we are trained from a very young age that your man is your prize. Mm-mm. Right? Not to value your friendships, but like when you think about it, when our goals to growing up is like, all right, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna grow up, meet a guy, get married, have the wedding in my dreams, have kids, blah, 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 blah. Right? And a lot of people, that has been their upbringing. So we have been conditioned mm-hmm. to put so much emphasis on these relationships on with men. men. I have this conversation all the time. And all the time. And that's we, why I be on some fuck these niggas shit. I love my nigga, but I be on some girl, fuck these Girl, but I've been there. Shit. And I've been there. And, like, my best friend checks me all the time. Shout out to No IG Lisa. Um, <laughs> she checks me all hey, the time because it's like you're not present when you meet these guys. So I've had to make a conscious effort, like, in my current dating situation mm-hmm. um, to just make sure, like, yeah, I may have a day where I'm just boo-loving with you on the phone, but I'm going to take a day off to, like, shoot the shit with my girl because I I have to stay present. Like, I have to not lose myself yeah. from that. So back to the bum-ass baby father. So just moral of the story to sum it up, um, her baby daddy pulled some bullshit. She stopped talking to her. And then she came back. Tony stopped talking to Joan. Tony stopped... No, Joan stopped talking to Tony. Okay, because t- Tony was on some fuck shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me oh, go. shit. We lost our... Please. Oh, hold on. 
So, dry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he now the baby father done left um Tony for the girl that commented on her picture while she was pregnant with the kid. It's just Stop. a bunch of fucking drama. Anyways, she had a falling out with Tony over her baby daddy. And it's like, they stopped talking because he told her he was in her room. So, Tony stopped talking to Joan because Tony's baby daddy told Tony that he was in Joan's room. Stop. Right? This was years ago. And it was a lie. Because don't nobody want his fugly ass, quote unquote, from Joan. <laughs> Joan and, called um, him fugly. The falling outs happen every three to four years all over her bum ass da- baby daddy. And she's tired of the negative energy. But nah, sis, fuck her. Protect your energy. Fuck Period. her. Y'all know I'm on some cut a bitch off. I mean, we just got cut off. But. We we did. We got cut off from a friend. Or, you know. I mean, well, she was a friend. We got I mean, cut off. Her. The love's still there. Yeah, I mean, I But it was, it was weird because, like, we had this whole conversation. And it's just like, damn. And I'm not even talking about the person that cut us off. But, like on a higher level of it if we was a nigga would we still have a second chance yes of course we would so you know you gotta be kind to your female friends guys because when these niggas do you dirty and fucking filthy because no respectable man will want you to cut off your fucking friends yeah no man will want you to isolate yourself mm-hmm. from your life and then cling to their life well damn <laughs> <laughs> No res- reputable, respectable man will want that. Yeah. You are finding a man who is isolating you slowly but surely from your life to to now immerse yourself in what y'all got going on mm-hmm. with him. That's a toxic trait. That is a very toxic trait. Like, in a second, he gonna be whooping your ass. And it's a super fucking slippery slope. It's love. It's manipulation. Yeah. It's, a, it's a sign of control. Yeah. You can't talk to your friends freely yeah, without somebody getting upset. Making up stories about, yeah, I was in her room. Just to cut off your friendship. Like, that's not okay. And if you're not... if Let me tell you something, ladies. <laughs> tell him If this. your friend... Tell him. <laughs> gonna believe her bum-ass baby father before she runs some shit by you, she ain't your friend. She is not Let your friend. Let the bitch go. Let, Let her go. go. Cancel all that shit. So, in this case, you've been being loyal. Joan has been so loyal to... Tony to Maya, Lynn, and Maya and all them. The bride. Everybody. When, yo, you can own, like, you just can't. Like, you have to put yourself first. Yes. You have to put yourself, like, there is no reason in the world why you should have been maxing your credit cards for this bitch. Period. Like, no way. I'm maxing my credit cards for, for, my, own, for my own shit. <laughs> for a flight. I'm, if I'm going to be irresponsible, it's for my own irresponsible yeah. shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll never regret it. And And ladies, ladies, men, people. It is 2019. 2019. And it's so fucking important to put yourself first. I'm a mom, but I have to take care of myself Mm -hmm. in order for me to be a better mom to my kids. And never let anybody make you feel guilty for wanting to better yourself to be a better person for the people around you. Yeah. Fuck them niggas because they're not happy. They are not happy. And they will. People that are unhappy will try to tell you anything anything to make you feel guilty for putting yourself first you know what i used to get all the time when i was younger i mean when my kid was younger even before it's so important to me to have me time yeah it's so important to me and now as a mother it's so important to me 
to have time to myself mm-hmm. to where I can just shoot the shit with my girlfriend where I can go so out. I can scratch your ball when, I can, house, like, when I can just sit and scratch my ass <laughs> and get glad and mind my own business yeah. because that shit is important because if not, you will go crazy trying to live up to the societal standards of what a mother is supposed to be, what a woman is supposed to be. And y'all know, those who well. listen, y'all know how I feel about men that tell women what a woman is supposed to be y'all know how i feel about that shit and you can't tell me shit i'm good my kid is good my bills are paid my kid is happy he is not missing a meal he ain't missing a jordan he ain't missing a fucking air max he ain't missing nothing 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 he is smart he is a well-rounded, respectable... And he's only happy because you're happy. Exactly. If mommy wasn't happy, my kid wouldn't be happy. And yeah. my, my child knows mommy is going to go kick it. Yeah. And that's just it. But my kid also knows that mommy is there. Mommy is going to... Mommy don't play no games. And yeah. we're going to read these four books tonight. So when I first met Renisa, I think I had just... I don't know if I feel like I just had Eva. No. Or it might, have, might have been before I had him. It was before you even got pregnant. Yeah, because I was with. Huh. <laughs> she was with a boyfriend. Ah. As usual. As usual. Her usual. <laughs> um, and when I met her, like, when I had my daughter, I was like, yo, how's she always out, right? And I was like, damn, she'll miss her kid. But I get that shit now. Like, now that my kids are older and, like, me and their dad have a healthy co-parenting mm-hmm. relationship. And that's all it takes. And like because, we have a schedule. And I say that because <laughs> my child's dad lives his fucking life. Like he kicks it and he has it. You, he There's kicks balance. It and I kick it. And my kid doesn't miss a beat. And we're not even those parents that drop the kids off to their grandmothers, to the aunts, to yeah. the uncles, to the this. No, we don't do that. Either his the kid, either Kingston is with me and his dad is out. Or he's with his dad and mommy's out. Right. And for me, it was so, like, so when I had my kids, I struggled with, like, a moral Mm -hmm. complex of, like, life. Yeah. I was raised by my mom Mm -hmm. who decided that her kids were her life. And that's cool. Like, listen, whatever floats your boat. Right. But what happens when you do that is that you create a level of resentment towards your kids that you don't yeah. even understand that you're having. Yeah. So now when your kids get grown and they're like, bye, mom, you be like, but what the fuck about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gone. So now, you know, I've been living my best life all 2019. All and 2019. like, my kids are happy. Mm-hmm. We get flued out. Yep. <laughs> exactly and like i'm so happy like i've been looking at my itinerary for the summer i'm like it's lit yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a good time and that shit is important because as long as you're happy joan take care of joan yes joan has to be joan by herself because god forbid your husband and your kids and your sister if they move to mars and leave you here by yourself what you gonna do well, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So, I look at it like this. You, at the end of the day, you still have to be yourself. You are still a woman. You still, you're still yourself. You still have to do what makes your boat rock. What makes you tick. You know what I'm saying? You still have to do those things. And yeah. then, if you tend to yourself and make sure all your immediate needs are met, you can then be a mother and a wife or a wife and a mother. I don't know. I'm not a wife, so I don't really know how that goes yet. Am I a mother first or a wife first? We're going to cross that bridge if one day, comes. You know, so I don't really know what comes first. 
you know what I'm saying? But I know what does come first is me being Renisa. Like, me being Renisa, Rosé, at the end of the day, I, I have to be me first. And then everything else will fall in line properly. Yeah. So, Joan, do that shit first and fuck all them fake-ass friends and fuck those people who don't have your best Real interest at heart. Real-ass bitch give a fuck by the nigga. Exactly. Or a bitch. Word to the city girls. Period. Period. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that wraps up this week's episode of the Personal Space Thanks Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Where can they find you? I am at underscore amazing underscore and amazing is spelled A-M-A-Z-E-I-N-G. All right. And I am at Renisa Rose, R-A-N-E-S-S-A-R-O-Z-A-Y-Y-Y. My girl, Curly Chick Nikki, holler at her. She's at curly chick nikki exactly how it sounds and i k k i and we are at together the personal space podcast one day i am going to stop fist to um hand but i'm a ratchet i don't clap period i don't clap i just be you know you know because it's just how i am but all right y'all we love y'all thanks for listening we gave y'all a long episode this week i don't know what it's gonna be next week next week we got something special coming So, yeah, holla at us. We love you guys. Bye. Peace.